What's up, guys? It is Tuesday, October 12th, episode 183. And today I have Samip. He is the co founder of QuickSwap. QuickSwap is a DeFi protocol that allows you to exchange your crypto and even delegate so that you can earn a dividend in their native token. Uh, a lot of cool stuff to check out, a lot of products that they offer, and I definitely recommend that you give them a try. Also, be sure to check out the Blockhash Insider newsletter that's only $250 a month. You get advanced analysis metrics and our opinion on different movement and direction for specific cryptos in the market. So go check that out. Anyways, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with somebody that you think would like to learn more about blockchain and QuickSwap. Enjoy. All right, Samip, welcome to the Blockhash podcast live. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks, Blockash, for having me here today. I'm doing good. How are you? Doing very well. And of course, it's an honor to have you on. Um, tell us a little bit more about yourself. You know, before we kind of jump into QuickSwap and everything, I'm sure some people are probably curious. Um, you know, who, who are you? What did you do before QuickSwap? Like, what's your what's your story? Ah, it's a very interesting one, I would say. Yeah, I mean, like before QuickSwap or before blockchain, it wasn't that interesting. But basically, blockchain and QuickSwap made it very interesting for me. I hope you guys will like it as well. So I'm an engineer by heart, like a software developer. And, you know, I started my journey uh, somewhere in 2012. And I did some hardcore backend development at that time. And since 20, like up until 2017, I like did that. Right. And after 2017, I basically, you know, decided to change my domains and I was looking to do something new because like what I would I was doing at that time, that's that was good. That was amazing. But I wanted to do something new. Right. So that's when I decided to migrate to somewhere else. And uh, I left my normal nine to six job and then I decided, you know, to do something different. And at that particular point of time, I was looking like what to do next. And then I basically figured out, you know, that blockchain is something which I would like to do next, right? For maybe next five, 10 years, or maybe for, you know, rest of my life. So, you know, that's when I switched towards blockchain in 2017. But at that particular time, you know, like Ethereum was very new at that time. It's still new, but in 2017, it was like, you know, one month or two month old baby, I would say, like, I'm just comparing, right? So the resources were not there to learn anything. If you wanted to learn anything, you wanted to understand something like resources were like virtually nothing was there. Like you have to read through the code, like code and everything. The documentation was pretty bad at that time. Like it was very challenging. And those challenges basically, you know, compelled me to come into this particular space. So like that's when my journey into blockchain started. I started with freelancing. I did a couple of projects and, uh, you know, uh, at that particular time, the demand was like very high for the blockchain developers in 2017 because of the ICO boom at that particular time. But, the you know, supply was very, very scarce. Even the supply is scarce right now as well. Like you don't find very good developers even today, right? After we are like sitting in four years from that particular point, but still like developers are very scarce. So I started doing some stuff initially, you know, I launched some of the tokens for some of my clients. I did some smart contracts and then, you know, I landed a good project, which was Open Bazaar. So Open Bazaar was a decentralized marketplace and it was a good project. It's very sad that, you know, these guys have to shut down their operations because of the funds some, somewhere last year, I would say. But it was a great project and I still love that particular project. So I started working with Open Bazaar and since then, like I got tons of opportunity. I worked for healthcare domain. I worked in gaming industry. I worked for like, you know, a casino based application and in 2018, I basically jumped into DeFi. So in 2018 was a time when 
DeFi actually came into existence, like from my opinion. That's when like all the uh, exchanges like Uniswap, V1, Kyber, Bankor, Compound, like all of those were in making at that time. So that's when I jumped into DeFi industry. And uh, uh, like all thanks to Paraswap team, basically, I'm part of Paraswap as well. Because, and the Paraswap and Munir, like these guys are, you know, the one who basically, you know, brought me into uh, this DeFi industry, right? So I started developing stuff like protocol, smart contracts for Paraswap. I'm still part of Paraswap team. And I basically like uh, build all their smart contracts and everything over there, right? So like related to smart contracts. So yeah, so then I jumped on to DeFi industry. And uh, since Paraswap is an aggregator, so, so I was basically forced to learn everything that's happening in the industry, DeFi industry specifically, because Paraswap is an aggregator. So they have to integrate everyone out there, all the exchanges, all the lending protocols, everything. So I basically did a lot of research on Uniswap, Kyber, Bancor, Compound, like those were the protocols that were existing at that time. There were no other protocols, right? So yeah, and since then, so basically I have seen DeFi, you know, from its very inception, from day one to this particular day, right? So when I was working on, you know, on Paraswap and I was working on a couple of other consulting projects as well. And that's when I got into contact with Polygon team somewhere in 2018 while working for a casinos and other layer two solutions. Like, so we were basically figuring out where in which particular, on which particular layer two solution we should, we should deploy our applications because the gas prices at that time on Ethereum were not that high, but it was going up. Right. And it wasn't uh, actually useful for a normal user to do tons of trade so if you are uh, playing a casino game you cannot like play a game on ethereum even at that particular time because at that time as well you have to pay you know 10 cents or 20 cents to send a transaction so you're not going to play a casino game over there right so we were looking out for layer two solutions and then and that's when like i got in touch with the polygon ecosystem their team and now their team is a friend like so i like sandeep is a friend jd is a friend and rag is a friend like very very good friends i would say right so mm -hmm. yeah, so like because you know I am one of the very early adopters of Polygon. So I still remember like uh, you know we our application I think was one of the first applications on Polygon mainnet. So I started working on Polygon when there was no mainnet for Polygon, right? And like we launched our application when their mainnet was launched. So that's when our journey started onto Polygon, like and I started interacting with these guys. And somewhere you know in last July or August, like uh, we were looking into this trend where gas prices were constantly increasing. Ethereum prices are constantly increasing. And because of these two things in constantly increasing, the transaction prices was exponentially increasing because gas prices were increasing. Like it was 100 goi, 200 goi, sometimes 2000 goi as well, right? And the Ethereum prices were going as well, up as well. So the transaction cost was exponentially increasing. At one point of time, you had to pay almost 30 US dollar to do a normal swap on Uniswap, right? Like that's insane. So basically what that meant for us was you know like users like us users like you know who are small users very very small users or mid-size users they are no longer using the eco blockchain they are not doing that because it's not feasible for people like us to do to pay a transaction cost of 30 dollars right to swap something or to play a game or to do any any insane stuff on blockchain so gas prices were insane so that's when we realized you know if we want to like everyone used to talk about bringing next 1 million user to the blockchain what we should do so that next 1 million users come to the blockchain. But Novas were working towards this particular paradigm. This was the first user experience problem. So like I personally feel all these problems were user experience problem because the user experience was bad because I have to pay 30 US dollar for a transaction. So that's a bad user experience. I have to wait for 15 or 30 seconds to for the transaction to get confirmed. Another bad user experience problem. So that's when we realized, you know, Ethereum is great, but it needs a support, right? It needs support from layer two applications, layer two infrastructure like in uh, so that it can onboard 
next 1 million users right so you can so you can never have you know something as secure as ethereum but you can have a supporting protocol which is not that secured or it uses the security of ethereum plus provides faster transactions and almost like zero dollar price transactions right so even looking we were like trying to build that particular ecosystem and that's when we realized if you want to build that ecosystem right so suppose we chose polygon for that and the obvious reasons were like i was very very you know uh, friendly with the polygon team and i had good experience working on polygon right and at that particular time like honestly speaking polygon was the only layer to solution out there which was mature enough to you know to be able to develop something on top of that right so we like chose polygon ecosystem and now we were figuring out you know how to make this polygon ecosystem a massive success how to you know make it uh, how to like you know reach to the, out to the other projects who are there on layer one solution uh, like ethereum right and how to tell them that guys come to polygon why don't you deploy on polygon because it's much cheaper you know it's much faster right so then we realized when all these projects will come which they will eventually come because of the increasing gas prices and bad ux right so we realized that the first need of any decentralized ecosystem is decentralized exchange right if there is no exchange nobody will come because if any project that comes onto the blockchain the first thing they need is a decentralized exchange to list their tokens because right now 95% of the projects have their own token and they need a place for users to trade and the decentralized exchange is the best place because you cannot get your token listed on sexes very easily right you have to go to a lot of process you have to be very famous and then you get listed over there right so we realized this in uh, july and august right so we came forward and we decided we want to do this we want to do a decentralized exchange right uh, on polygon so we started doing that and then we realized instead of writing our own code why don't we use uniswap v2 because uniswap v2 was already very good they were battle tested and we all love uniswap v2 so we decided you know our core focus is not to develop something from new our core focus is to solve the ux user experience problem so why not use something which is already awesome which is already used by you know thousands of people which already handles billions of dollars of you know us dollars lot of transactions are happening and everything was still bulletproof so why don't we use like the work created by those great guys at uniswap and let us only focus on the user experience we'll fix that right so that we can create a community ecosystem so then that's when we decided let's fork or let's clone uniswap v2 and we did that right so and we deployed that on polygon without compromising anything on the security that was a prime concern so that's why like even to this date we are more than one year old now and to this date we haven't seen any hack on quickswap whereas we have seen hacks on other uniswap forks because like those guys did some changes into the code right so and they were hacked we have seen lot of such instances but not in case of quickswap right so that's what we did we forked uniswap we deployed it on polygon but then we realized you know a blockchain ecosystem or decentralized exchange ecosystem is just not about exchange it's not only about you deploy exchange and people are able to swap no you need analytics as well you need tons of tool as well right and at that time since polygon was very new right and no big projects were there so tools were not available the graph protocol was not there no analytics no dune analytics i mean like literally nothing was there at that particular time so we created our own solutions we deployed our own version of graph protocol so that we are able to give users analytics right so we did all those stuff all those hard work just to improve the user experience problem and i think there were like other exchanges were also there on polygon before quickswap came but the only differentiating factor for quickswap was we you know we went to one extra mile to improve the ux right we if something was not available on polygon we used to deploy it on our own so that our users don't face those problems our partners don't face those problems and that actually worked for us right so and when the plethora of 
applications or protocols projects when they started coming to polygon you know and they started looking out for the exchange quick swap was the only complete solution available for them right suave so gochi came on board and like it was the first big project for us and very thankful to these guys to those guys that they came on board and like they did all their farming all their payers on us and since then like it's one of a, one hell of a ride right so everyone now who comes to polygon they come to us so yeah so that's like you know uh, like history about me and like what i have been doing and like since when i've been doing i think it's fair to say that you're very passionate about defi <laughs> <laughs> definitely i am is that the main thing that got you into blockchain? Um, I, know, I know you mentioned that you had migrated from doing other things in the past into the space, um, but was DeFi like one of those things that like really piqued your interest or was it something else about blockchain? I mean, see, uh, honestly speaking, the challenge behind this particular technology when I started, nothing was available at that particular time. That was something which, you know, compelled me to join this technology because I wanted to join a wagon where, you know, where, where it's starting from the very beginning, I would say, right? So I wanted to become a part of a technology where I can I can be a part of the technology since since, since it's you know very early stages. I would say it's since it's infant stages, right? So I joined this particular wagon when blockchain was still infant. It's still infant, but it's moving towards you know next phase of life. So I wanted to join a particular technology where you know in next twenty years I. I can easily say that this particular technology when it was a baby, right? Because if I do that, I am like looking at the li entire life cycle of that particular technology, right? So I know from where it began, right? What were its the challenges that it faced and how those challenges were solved, right? So basically, I will know all in and outs of everything. It's more like, you know, uh, growing up a baby, right? So you adopted a baby, which is one year old or maybe four or five months old. And when the baby is 20 years old, you know everything about the baby, right? Because you have seen the growing stages of that particular baby, right? So that's what I, why, like, I wanted to join blockchain. Like when I first got to know about blockchain and I studied more about it, I realized that I can, you know, fulfill my dream by going into this particular technology. Got it. Let me ask you, um, let me ask you this. I have a layer two question for you. Because you guys said that when you guys started QuickSwap, uh, Polygon was the best option in terms of layer two solutions to use, correct? Um, is there other layer two solutions similar to Polygon that are just as good that you think, you know, would work just as great as Polygon? Or do you think the Polygon's um, the, the best one right now? Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, sorry, Brendan, I lost you for a minute. Can you repeat that? Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, I was saying, um, you guys mentioned you guys uh, set up QuickSwap with Polygon initially as a layer two solution because um, it was the best one that you guys had available at the time. Are there other layer two solutions you think help scale Ethereum just as well as Polygon that um, you guys maybe would have considered using as well um, nowadays? Or do you think Polygon's still the best layer two solution at the moment? See, at the moment, I still think Polygon is the best layer two solution because it's not just about technology, which makes a particular platform best. It's also about the community and the team behind that particular technology or the particular platform. And I think Polygon has the best team out there. It's not just me saying I'm 100% sure. Everyone, every project who's there on Polygon, they will definitely say that Polygon has the best team, best support team out there, right? So if you are building something on Polygon, if you are stuck somewhere, you can directly contact their team, which is very phenomenal. And I haven't seen this particular trend on any other platform out there, right? So I think that's why 
polygon like that's the main reason behind you know the growth of polygon it's not just the technology it's their team it's that effort of their team like which they i mean like it's phenomenal i would say so like i personally have reached out to them in the early stages like quite a few times and they were very very responsive and like they they would hear to you like if you have some problem and if you have some suggestions they will listen to you and they'll work on it right that's why this particular technology is growing so much right so to this state i can say polygon is the best layer 2 solution out there and i don't see anyone in the near future as well you know going past polygon so there are tons of different solutions coming out but i think that's good for the ecosystem because i do not see any ecosystem where there is just one solution out there which is polygon no it's going to be a multi chain solution that's for sure because if it's not multi chain it's not going to work see in case of blockchain it's very much similar to banks so what happens in case of bank you cannot assume that there is going to is going to be just one bank which is world bank and catering to the needs of the entire planet no that's not how that's now how it works you have like tons of banks hundreds or thousands of bank each country has its own bank and each region within the country has their own banks so i think there are thousands or hundreds of thousands of banks out there what's more important is all those banks have a proper interconnectivity between them right you can talk to a bank like indian bank can talk to a bank in the us or in you know opposite part of the world that's more important like that is interbank communication and because of that particular interbank communication this banking system is successful right similarly in blockchain is very similar you cannot have just one blockchain out there there will be a multiple blockchain solutions out there what's more important is inter blockchain communication that's like the target that we have to achieve for that polygon should be able to interact with arbitrum seamlessly arbitrum should be able to interact with psc right and similarly like that's the future that i am looking forward to because every blockchain has its own pros and cons like bank bank like each bank has its own product in which they excel right and if you want that product you go to that bank and if you want some other product you go to a bank which provides that particular product right so similarly in blockchain you have all these solutions out there and each one has their own pros and cons polygon is good at something arbitrum is good at other another thing if your use case is being solved by polygon you will go to polygon if it's solved by arbitrum you will go to arbitrum right but the, what's important is like these two technology should be able to communicate with each other and that's when like this dream of multi chain future will be enabled so i think you know it's good that all these platforms are coming up uh, because if these platforms are coming up some some day somebody will definitely make bridges which will make you know these technologies communicate with each other yeah multi chain interoperability is really really important um being able to move assets cross chain is that something you guys see maybe doing in the future with um quickswap moving beyond just ethereum and ethereum based assets but um being able to move assets across different blockchains that are out there this that's more important so i i like uh, we at quickswap we do not believe that deploying on multiple chains will do any benefit until and unless there is a cross blockchain communication out there because if we do that without cross blockchain communication let's suppose we deploy on on arbitrum as well like mm -hmm. so what we'll be doing is we'll be thinning out our resources we will thinning out our liquidity our rewards our team and everything right now we have to focus on two different blockchains and it like it's not beneficial and no big projects is, are doing that uniswap has not deployed on every other layer to solution out there on just one same with ave as well right like same with other big protocols so no one is doing that because they understand it's useless you are thinning out your resources if you are doing that right so we are not going to do that until and unless there is a proper multi chain ecosystem out there where multi well multiple chains can easily interact with each other so if 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 i'll deploy let's say quickswap on arbitrum there should be a technology so that 
user should be able to tap onto the liquidity of not just quickswap on arbitrum but quickswap on polygon as well right if i want to do a swap let's say eat to die that swap should happen across multiple chains right and that will happen in the future i'm 100 sure about that because if that's not going to happen this entire ecosystem will fail right we cannot have you know concentrated liquidity or you know divided liquidity everywhere like because it won't be a useful liquidity you need concentrated liquidity or connected liquidity so that you can make make deep trades right in future if you want if you are if you want like decentralized finance to become a major component of the traditional finance that you should be able then you should be able to support trades worth 1 billion dollar 2 billion dollars right with max with minimum slippage with minimum price impact right so that's the future i'm looking at and that can only be enabled when we'll have true multi-chain technologies and when we'll have that like you will definitely see quick swap at different places how long do you think it would be until we have more multi-chain technologies? Um, it seems like that's something that's come along very slowly, but everyone kind of wants in the space. Sorry, can you repeat that? I missed your first Yeah, sentence. yeah, sorry. Um, when do you think these multi-chain type technologies will come <coughs> along? Um, a lot of people talk about them for quite a while, and they're definitely very popular ideas. Um, do you think it's something we'll start to see more of maybe in 2022, or do you think it's going to take more time? So I think, you know, we will see the first phases of, like, I think the first phases of these bridges are already being experimented upon. Like, we see tons of bridges now out there. I think that's the first step towards what we are talking about, like the multi-chain future. That's the first step, those bridges. Those bridges are still very rudimentary, very early, I would say, but we are moving towards it, right? And we are already looking into it. And I think in 2020, we'll see of development happening towards this particular like ecosystem because now everyone understands the future is only multi-chain future is not single chain it's not going to survive it's multi-chain right so i am 100 sure tons of projects people big companies are actually working towards it so we will definitely see something in 2022 but as you said it's still i mean like it's, it's still more than 12 months in my opinion for this technology to mature right it's going to take more than that yeah i agree it's going to probably take a little bit more time a lot of ideas floating around on how to make that work too um, one right. more main question that I want to ask you, um, with QuickSwap, you said it was a, originally a clone from Uniswap V2, correct? Right. Um, how, how does it differentiate from Uniswap V2 now and other, um, exchanges out there, other decentralized exchanges? Um, what, what, what makes it stand apart? What's more unique about Uniswap? Oh, sorry, uh, QuickSwap. Okay, yeah. So like earlier when we started, it was exact clone, right? And uh, because our core focus was to improve the UX, it wasn't the exchange, because we were very happy with the Uniswap and we are still very, very happy with the Uniswap. But what we were not happy about was the high transaction cost and the high transaction time, right? And we fixed that, like when we deployed it. So like, that's another differentiating factor, I would say, the transaction costs are very minimal or negligible, you could can say that and the transaction times are very fast. Apart from that, like there are tons of other things now, right? Because we are like doing a lot of development on QuickSwap. So we have like, you know, a different type of mining strategies which is running along, right? Uh, we have single LP mining. Now dual LP mining is going to be launched just after this interview. So after this interview ends within an hour or so, we will basically, you know, deploy a dual mining. And uh, what dual mining means basically is, so there are four pairs which will have dual rewards. So those are Matic USDC, Matic ETH, Matic USGT, and Matic Quick Pairs. So when you supply liquidity onto these pairs, you get LP tokens. Like right? that's how AMMs or DEXs work. You get an LP token, and which basically signifies your share in that particular pool. Now, when you get those tokens, 
QuickSwap basically gives you an option to stake your tokens, your LP tokens, and start earning Matic and Quick as a reward, right? That's what liquidity mining means. And we have already been running a single reward mining where we reward Quick tokens, not just Quick tokens, basically, right? For 80 or 83 different pairs, and we have been running this for almost a year now, right? And from today, we will start dual mining, dual rewards as well, where for the four pairs, Matic USDC, Matic USGT, Matic EAT, and Matic Quick, when you will stake your LP tokens for those particular pools, you will not only earn quick, you will also earn Matic tokens, right? So this we have done in partnership with Matic protocol, right? So this is another, again, differentiating factor. Apart from that, we have another product, which is called Dragon Slayer, right? So every DEX has a per certain percentage of fees associated with every trade that happens on that particular AML. Same is true for QuickSwap as well. On QuickSwap, that fees is 0.3%. So whenever you make a trade on QuickSwap, you are actually paying 0.3% as a fees of that particular trade's value, right? Now, out of those 0.3%, 0.25% goes to the liquidity providers because liquidity providers are the heart and soul of Quick, like AMM, any AMM out there, right? So 0.25% of the fees goes to them, right? Who has provided liquidity onto the platform. Now, out of remaining 0.05%, 0.04% goes to the Dragon layer and 0.01% we keep it to the QuickSwaps Foundation, which basically funds the development, marketing, like and all the activities that we do. Right. So now when you suppose you are a stick, you are a quick token holder and you go to Dragon Slayer, and if you take your quick tokens, you will receive the portion of that 0.04% fees, right? So mm -hmm. that's another product which is Dragon Slayer, where you if you stake your quick tokens, you can you know earn. A portion of the platform's trading fees and which is huge like apys are very high apys on in dragon layer is somewhere around 20 to 25 percent like i'm talking about an average apy it's 20 25 percent like now we have another product 20 25 percent yeah i mean like that's oh my goodness i know that's too much it depends on the trading volume how much volume exchange is seeing on a particular day but most like on normal like days the apys are somewhere between 20 to 25 percent on dragon slayer right Interesting. That, that's better. Now we have another account. product. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> bank accounts has no comparison. You cannot compare bank account no, no. to this, right? So the like the LP mining or the dual mining LP LPs, like the liquidity mining programs, like those have very high APYs on QuickSwap. I think the lowest APY is somewhere around like uh, seven or ten percent for stable pairs, and we have as high APYs as I think one thousand percent as well for certain pairs out there. Right. So APYs are very, very high on QuickSwap. You talk about LP mining, you talk about dual mining, you talk about Dragon Slayer, and then we have Dragon Syrup as well. Right. So basically what happens when you stake your quick tokens on Dragon Slayer, you get another token, which is called DQuick. Right. And now you can stake your DQuick tokens into the Dragon Syrup, like somewhere around 15 or 20 projects are part of the Dragon Syrup, you know, uh, this particular product. So when, uh, you can choose one out of them or multiple out of them, and you can stake your DQuick tokens over there. When you stake your DQuick token, you start earning that particular project's token as well. So suppose there's a syrup pool running for, okay, so we have a syrup pool running for Matic as well, right? So if you go, go to that particular pool and you stake your DQuick token, you will start earning Matic tokens, right, as well. So these are like four or five different projects for, for the products within QuickSwap, I would say, or features or product, whatever you want to call them, which are very much interrelated as well. Right. And uh, this is what, you know, it makes QuickSwap unique from all others. So these particular products are there on other AMMs as well, but either they are partially there or they are not connected. But on QuickSwap, everything is connected. Everything is connected. So on dual mining or single mining, the rewards that you get, you don't get it in Quick Tokens. You get it in DQuick because when you get it on DQuick, you are 
you don't have to do anything but you are also earning the part of platform fees right so to earn platforms you know, to become part of the platform fees you don't have to do anything just provide your lp and you will already earn dquick not quick right now put your dquick into the setup and you will earn the project token as well so it's basically four or five different layers of apys that you get i mean like if you intelligently work you can get when you provide liquidity on quickswap and i think that's one of the very right i like top priority differentiating factor for me right apart from that i mean like the community of quickswap is awesome i would say like uh, we i i'm not sure about any other project but i consider quickswap to be the first project which is 100% organically grown right there is nothing inorganic about the growth of quickswap i mean like we haven't done anything so far which you could say it's inorganic all over liquidity it's all organic volume is 100% organic i mean the community is 100% organic everything is like just organic for us and the another dif differentiating factor for quickswap is it's tokenomics i mean like our tokenomics is i haven't seen such tokenomics anywhere in the entire not just defi industry in the entire blockchain industry so more than 96% of the tokens will go to the users will go to the community right that's how our economic model is there is no investor associated with quickswap so far so we have taken zero investment no investors to dump tokens on you I mean, like nothing of that sort team holds just 3.25% of the total token supply right and everything else for the community like 0.75% is for the marketing 3.25% is for the team which makes it 4% and apart from that everything else is for the community and i haven't seen this tokenomics and i think because of this tokenomics because of no investors on board that's why we have grown organically and all these features the community these products these tokenomics the team like the team of quickswap in itself is very unique i would say right so all these things make quickswap very very unique like from others and i think that is something which has played a major role in our growth yeah the tokenomics model is really important that's actually really good um and it sounds a lot like yield farming too um or practically identically the same but it's good because you get offer so many different ways and products for people to um you know make a little passive income and participate um in a completely uh fully for the public you know blockchain um uh, decks in a way and it's yeah it's, it's really good what you guys are doing it's really cool um and i can see the differentiate uh differentiating factor as well um anyways Sameet, this is a pretty good place to consider wrapping up a lot of information in the episode um but thank you for taking the time to come on and really explain what you guys are doing at quickswap um, you know, kind of how you guys work, um, your model, and then what you kind of offer to your customers. So thank you. Um, we'll have Maybe. Sameep on again in the future. Awesome getting to hear from him and what they're doing at QuickSwap and what they're providing to their customers and what they're doing in the DeFi space. Um, Sameep, if you can hear me, um, stay on and I'll try to connect with you in a second. Otherwise, see you in the future.